This is episode number 262 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health, and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hello, friends. Welcome on to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell and Anita Lambert. All right. A bit of a rant situation for you today because I'm just so frustrated by fitness industry marketing, especially to pregnant and postpartum folks. Anita, I saw this Facebook ad come on my feed from this very quote unquote popular trainer, influency type. And they were marketing this program that was for pregnant folks to a fitness program to help you have a belly only pregnancy. And I wanted to stab my eyeballs out (laughs) when I saw this. Because you can control that right? This is exactly (laughs) it. I mean, there's so many factors here, but that is exactly one that somehow we could, or that we are in control of what our body composition, shape, size is going to do in the situation of pregnancy, where we are growing a fetus, where we are growing a baby, a human inside our body. And so much of pregnancy that can be learned from that time is about relinquishing control and surrendering to that experience, which I know is wildly difficult. And there's so much societal stuff around bodies that can come up during this time. So there's so many directions in which we could take this conversation. But first, ultimately, I just want everyone to know that That's not a thing that you need to do or to try to do with your body during pregnancy and that bodies of all shapes and sizes and compositions are beautiful and worthy of care and wellness and respect. Having a belly only pregnancy is not a marker or a sign of doing pregnancy well or successful. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those things where I'm like, why but also yeah the first thing when you mentioned that came to mind is like but you can't like your body will expand in a variety of ways that it doesn't really matter what you eat how you exercise right like that's not going to change that um yeah I'm just I'm still a bit in shock when you mentioned that that I'm like really yeah interesting it truly is mind-blowing and 
we just got off a call before we started recording with Megan Wallace, a registered dietitian in the Edmonton area for our prenatal and postnatal fitness specialist academy students. And we were doing this training session on non-diet nutrition for pregnancy, which Megan, as a registered dietitian, does beautifully. And we were talking so much, though, about the pressures that pregnant folks feel to control their body to be and look a certain way because of these quote-unquote societal standards of what a good pregnant body looks like and also what it means to eat well in pregnancy like we have so many ideas around what that looks like too that isn't possible for so many people isn't accessible for so many people and so pregnant folks are just going into their pregnancies. They are in their pregnancies feeling such intense pressures about, is my body doing this right? Am I gaining the right amount? Not enough, too much. Is this going too fast? Is my belly getting too big? Am I not big enough? It's all just such wild stuff that people are feeling. And it is it just is not like you're saying, it's not a thing that you can actively control. And I know how difficult that is. If you're a person like me who used food and exercise to successfully control your body composition for so long in a disordered way, but then to come to this point of pregnancy where your body really just needs to take over and do what it needs to do. Yeah. And I think there's so many angles to that too, right? Like you said, like internally, those different thoughts can come up, but then also then when they're almost reinforced, or maybe you're not feeling that, but then you have people, we always talk about people saying like, you're, you're big, you're small for that point in pregnancy. Are you having twins? Like there's that component. And then also from care provider side, there are different ways that care providers have been trained, different ideas around that, like only gaining a certain amount of weight and more around the idea of the amount you gain is going to affect your baby side, which is then going to affect your birth. So I just think there's so many angles to this that are not helpful because we know that that's not the case. Like recently I had a client who her care provider commented about her weight and, but the client was very aware of evidence around BMI and that type of thing. And so she spoke about that and the care provider actually apologized and said, you are actually right around that. And the evidence isn't great about this. And like, and so that was, I think, a great like learning situation, but not everyone feels like they can speak up or they don't necessarily know. Right. So there's just so many, so much misinformation and so much pressure on someone who's pregnant, but then that carries on to postpartum, right? In terms of, and I do think this whole idea of belly only in pregnancy in a way does stem from postpartum uh, pressures, right? Because if you only gain in the belly, then that's all you need to, you know, lose or that's the idea around it, right? So I do think it kind of comes from that direction and then ends up the pressure starts in pregnancy around it. Yeah, 100%. I think that's such an important part of this conversation is that pregnant people are feeling this pressure to control their body in pregnancy for lots of different reasons. But one of them being that they know postpartum is coming and there's fears around what their postpartum body is going to be like. And there is such immense 
pressures for them to bounce back, for them to look like they never were pregnant, didn't have a pregnancy. And that stuff is so wildly harmful in itself too. Yeah. And so then it seeps into this pregnancy of just trying to remain as small as possible through that time. And it is so dangerous on so many levels. And then the interesting part with that, right? If if people are told remain as small as possible, but then you're constantly getting the information of like, well, baby's going to be too small and you must not have enough amniotic fluid. Like there's, you just can't win. Like, it's just this constant battle back and forth that I just think puts those who are pregnant in the center, but not in a positive way. Like it starts then and then continues. And like you said, for those who have previously had, or maybe have an eating disorder going into pregnancy, this doesn't help that either. Yeah. Last note I want to make on this is just for people who are out there consuming content from fitness and health professionals on the internet is just to look at these things with a really critical lens and to know that so many of these insta-famous trainers, (sighs) their bodies just look that way. They are very naturally and genetically based, slim and slender, and much of their career or money or business is built upon the fact that their genetics just predispose them to look that way. Also, just continuing to think about why do we prioritize bodies that are white, light-skinned, very skinny, small, slender, whatever the words are, and that they are then capitalizing upon that in the fitness industry. They are capitalizing upon people's fears about their bodies being too large, which we know as anti-fatness. So just look at this stuff with a critical lens and really think who is benefiting from this messaging? Is this really for the benefit of the pregnant person or for this person's bank account? We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 